Hello, hello, it is your friend Phoenix La Sirene. Welcome back. Um, gosh, so there are a couple of changes. I will no longer be posting 10 after 10, although it is still a very lucky number for me. Um, you know what? So to, it's twofold, right? So the whole point was to be committed. And so part of me feels like, girl, you're not keeping your commitments. Wait, before I get into this, welcome back. If you are returning, I appreciate you so much. And if you're new, welcome to the show. Now, um, <clears throat> pardon me. So I like to add at least one song to each episode, but I noticed Or I think there were changes made. So with the song, now only the only platform that um, the songs will be on, or excuse me, geez, excuse me. This is the most I've spoken in the past hour. So I think that's like probably what's going on. You you wouldn't believe it, but I probably not probably I was crying for the better part of the last two hours but I am better I'm feeling better I um, eventually began to laugh it out we'll get into that later I just wanted to share that if I add music to the podcast I a am not able to schedule the podcast I have to submit it for review and then b It only shows up on Spotify. So if I add music, the other platforms that my podcast is funneled to, they do not receive the podcast because there's music. So then that's a recent update. Initially, um, geez Louise, initially they would just play from my understanding if there was a song they would only play a portion of the song like 15 seconds of it um and then move on to the episode but now with the most recent update they will not play the song or they will not post the episode on the other platforms only on spotify so as a result i am a easing up on the 10 after 10 bit because not all of the episodes are going are have been posted 10 minutes after 10 p.m. And then the next thing is that I've noticed a drop in listenership because it you know the music is preventing Anchor from posting it on the other platforms which is a bit of a um a drawback. And I think they're just working out the tweaks because what is the name of this <clears throat> anchor Spotify recently purchased anchor. And so I, I really think that's what it is. So there will be no more music and no more 10 after 10, but I'm here. I'm here and I'm okay. All things considered. I'm fine. So despite, I just got to run this water really quickly. Sorry guys. I just spilled coffee on myself. Okay. So, despite the two drawbacks that I just mentioned, I still think Anchor is pretty awesome, and so I want to share that with you. So, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll jump into what's going on. Alrighty, thank you so much for listening. 
That was quick, right? Yes. Yes, it was. I don't want to hear no back talk. It's like, now let me stop. Any hoozy, do you know that psych nah, let me stop, has been one of my favorite phrases since I learned it back when I was maybe two? And for a long time, I did not say it. I was banned from saying it, and I had no idea why until later. And so the story goes, (laughs) I said it without knowing what it meant. And one time I said, I love you to my mom. And then I was like, Sagna. <laughs> Obviously, that's not, you know, that wasn't true. And she was just kind of like, absolutely not. If you have kids and they hit you with anything that has to do with taking their love from you, it's devastating. Oof. It's like, it's, it's low key. Or high key, like I can't even explain it. It's so ridiculous the way it affects you because it's not true. You'd have to do so much and then some for your kids to just be like, nah, I don't love you anymore. And and for it to be true is what I'm saying. Like they, they might say it being facetious or being like just trying to hurt you, but it's not true. And you as the adult have to keep that in your mind. My daughter used to do this thing when she was really small where she would make a heart with her fingers, you know, both, you know, her left and right hand, then put it on you, anywhere on you. So on your chest, on your arm, on your leg, like wherever she could reach on your body and then crack the heart in half. (laughs) And that was her breaking your heart. And I saw her do it to other people and I would just kind of laugh it off like, wow, you really pissed her off. And then one day her father was like, break mommy's heart and she did it and it really felt like my heart was broken and that was the end of (laughs) of that little movement she would do I was like yeah no we we can't do that anymore (laughs) anyway so I have to sit back and I have to think and this is you know what I'm sharing with you guys I was so close to having a panic attack so very close to having a panic attack it was ridiculous it was insane um and awkward and uncomfortable and as a mom now we're at target and i'm trying to keep a panic or anxiety attack at bay my kids you know like it's just really it was so hard it was so difficult all i could think about was i really want to smoke a blunt And then, of course, now I'm already in this headspace of feeling like a bad person that made me feel worse. Like, oh, you have an addiction, you have a problem. And then you rationalize it by, okay, well, if I was taking Lexapro or Wellbutrin or Adderall or Prozac or Xanax, whatever, these are medications that are prescribed to me. Does that make it better? And I don't have the answer for that. Cannabis is from the earth and somehow they managed to make it into this devil propaganda like it's so bad for you. And I understand that some people have a different relationship with marijuana than others. Um, But if I can take something that was made in a lab that's supposed to keep me from having meltdowns in the middle of fucking Target 
like what I don't know I don't know I really don't know what to make of it um I just want to feel normal and I don't know what normal feels like I want to feel like me and I don't know what that feels like so I what ended up happening is that I was going to so there's a series of things that transpired that led up to me feeling like shit but we're gonna skip all of that and we're just going to talk about how my kids pulled me out of that space I ended up not smoking the blunt too um I don't even know if I'm gonna do it after the podcast to be honest but so what happened is I was initially going to run into the, the Starbucks at Target and grab a coffee. And grab a coffee, run back out. And, you know, I parked at the door. Not that, you know, I'm in the handicapped parking space. And I was going to leave them in the car, run inside, you know, whatever. And then I said, you know what? Why don't you guys come inside with me? And I took them on a little shopping situation. Nothing too crazy. And then I got my coffee. And so I'm still having a meltdown. And what I think is most important, especially for my moms or just for people who, for caretakers as a whole, you don't have to have children. Transparency is key. Transparency is so important because no one knows you're struggling unless you tell them. And we often discredit the capacity of children. Like, I'm not telling you to get into details and say, yo, I feel like I suck as a person. No, you can honestly and plainly say, hey, um, mommy's not feeling well or I'm not feeling well right now. I cannot have this conversation with you. And so that's what I said. They weren't talking about anything that was upsetting or anything that might have been triggering. They were just talking. They were just trying to express something to me I don't even remember what it was and I said you know what guys I I responded a little bit and then eventually I think after about two minutes I was just like I I can't do this with you guys right now I can't talk right now mommy just needs a few minutes they said okay and began to talk amongst themselves I don't know what that does for them in the future um I know that my mother could have benefited from being medicated and if she could have benefited from being medicated you can only imagine how that might have affected her children had she decided to stay on her medication and there were so many blow-ups and in the very beginning of my children's lives that's what they saw from me and when I started this this journey of being introspective and mindful Uh, Which, you know, those were words I didn't know. Mindfulness wasn't, you know, that wasn't the goal. That was just, I just wanted to feel better. I wanted to dissect why I feel the way I feel and remedy it. And so to do that, I became introspective and later learned that was being mindful. So in that process and also breaking up with their father and leaving his home or his home. Guys, you don't understand how... I don't know what the fuck. That's another story. And we can get to that. We can get to that actually later in this episode. But um, I hate when I do that. It wasn't his home. It was mine. And like I said, we'll get to that later. But I didn't start to feel better until 
a lot of things were removed from my life, things and people. Um, Some people, obviously, when you're going through that process, you don't know. In the beginning, you don't know who can stay and who should leave. That's just honest. People are like, oh, you know, cut everyone off or no, you know, stay to yourself and get yourself better. But without communication, you really do end up losing the, the wrong people sometimes. So <sighs> the whole point is that when I get into that space of having an anxiety attack, I then start to spiral. And so... We get back to the hotel room, and bef- when we pulled in, my youngest goes, "Okay, so I'm getting ready to just jump out the car, get them in the, get them to back to the room, and sit outside and smoke." And my youngest goes, "Well, wait, what's the routine?" And I'm like, "What's the routine?" She's like, "Yeah, what's the routine for when we get inside? You know, you want us. What do you want us to do?" And I'm thinking, light bulb, she's absolutely right. That is something that I do often. And so all the time, when we pull up, especially at night, I run down the to-do list to them. They do their best to keep track of what they're supposed to do. They get it done, and it's really seamless. And I didn't even realize how heavily we both relied on it because, or all of us, there's three of us, um, I I can't imagine if I'm sitting in the hotel room and I all I can think about is getting into this headspace where the thoughts have slowed down. I'm frazzled and I'm not able to direct them properly. So I really appreciate her reminding me and not to say like your your support system should not or I can't say should not be like you can't help it. People can't help it. Your support system are those who around you who love you and care about you. And that happens to be my children. I, you know, this wasn't me saying, you know, I really need you to do this on your own. It's very much a team effort. And I think being mindful is what keeps me from not being the mom, being the mom that they need. So I run down the routine. Nevertheless, I run down the routine, we get inside, and now it's time for them to try on their new stuff, and it was such an incredible experience. I almost cried a little bit um, out of disbelief, so this wasn't sadness. I was still a little sad, but I wanted them to try on their stuff because is it fair that I took them shopping and taking them shopping didn't make me feel any better, and so now I need to do what's going to make me feel better. No, 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 no. Come on, let's try on the clothes. While they were doing their, you know, washing their face, brushing their teeth, getting in, in, getting like the bed cleaned up and stuff like that for them to go to bed. I, it's a suite, BTW. We're staying at like a, it's like a, an apartment, um, an efficiency thing, whatever. Regardless, they're in a different room when I'm doing this, but I rolled up while they were getting themselves together. I put, put the blunt away. And now we're doing the the fashion show and I got them their first training bras and it was just kind of like y'all keep reminding me every single day that I don't have babies anymore and I want more babies. Where are my babies at? It's a blessing that they have made it to their um, pre preteen stage, but 
it's also just kind of like, where does the time go? And I need to get them into an apartment. Of course, that made me feel bad, which is nobody's fault. But I was just like, damn, yo, they need to be in their own room, their own space. They need to, to, I need to lay down roots somewhere for them, for them. But anyway, at the end of it all, I felt so good. Like I just, I felt so happy and relieved. Then you got in the bed and it was just kind of like mission accomplished. They're happy. Everyone ate dinner. It's a good night. I feel terrible. I am starting to spiral. And then my altar called out to me. I don't I don't know. My altar called out to me and I I feel like my spirit guide has been reaching out to me for days and days now. Um I won't say how, but there was a lot of chatter and so I sit down, I light the candle, I kneel, and I'm still crying. And then all of a sudden, I was done. I know that, you know, I'm, you know, I said I wasn't going to get into too many details, but I'm battling the grief I'm feeling for the loss of the two most important men in my entire life, which would be my best friend, Stephen, and my father. It's insane how much we take for granted in life, but that was part of it. And I just, I felt this really, I just felt relieved after crying and praying and meditating. It didn't take long either. This is what I mean when I say you have to be introspective. I'm not, I know that it was a, it was a snowball effect as far as me having this or almost having a meltdown in public. Um, I, I haven't had a meltdown in public in a very long time because it's embarrassing. And I'm not saying that if you can't manage your meltdowns um, so that you don't have them in public, that does not make you more or less un- mentally unwell than me or anyone else. That's very important to note. Like, this isn't battle of the anxiety disorders, okay? But, you know, I always like to, or I like to offer some semblance of what, like, uh, sage wisdom when I go into these personal spaces and all I can say is being introspective is the biggest tool you ha- you can have in your arsenal as an unmedicated medical uh, mental what do you call it like I'm not a mental patient I have not seen a therapist in three or four years um, I haven't been able to find a psychiatrist though I would love one um, but then that goes hand in hand. I don't want to take anything from the pharmacy. I do not. I would be happy growing my cannabis and smoking my cannabis. So it's, I think this included that, um, the shame 
is my own. If I'm confident and comfortable with what I do, I should not feel guilty for it. My job would be fine if I was on barbiturates, but not fine for me to have cannabis. Like, and I, whatever, that's just pretty much what I struggle with. There's a lot I struggle with. (laughs) But today it was the anxiety, feeling like a failure, feeling like I've missed the mark, feeling inadequate. My cup was evaporating. The water in my glass was evaporating quickly, quickly, quickly. Oh, man. But then I ended up, after crying, meditating, praying, I found, like, some funny videos and laughed the rest of it away. Like, okay, I'm going to go to McDonald's and get some chicken fingers, not chicken fingers, some spicy nuggies to put on a cheese sandwich. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to drink my coffee. I'm going to do the show. I'm going to eat a spicy chicken nugget cheese sandwich and go to bed. Yeah, that's all I got. I have to drop like 20 pounds. This whole thing, like this, this whole thing has been, it's been pretty difficult. Um, while this is on my mind, this is completely unrelated. I want to remind you all that this is an audio journal. Okay. It's an audio journal. I try to provide a bit of valuable information where I can. Um, However, in the interest of not getting caught up in bring value to your listeners, I, my, my, the other part of it is just letting you know that it's hard out in these, these mental streets, okay? And if you battle with whatever the hell I'm battling with, because I have no idea, but if you have these episodes, you're not alone. There's 7 billion people in the world. You're not the only one. So don't be so hard on yourself. Now, as promised, I'm going to tell you guys about what happened a little bit of about why I was so annoyed when I said his home, we left his home. Referring to breaking up with my kid's um, father. I'm yawning. Mm. I'm ready for bed. I hope I dream about that rapper. Anyway, sorry guys. So, I was homeless for a very long time. And I got pregnant. By this man. He's seven years older than me. And I was 20. I was 23. He was 30. And so while it's not necessarily a huge age gap. He really caught me at one of the most vulnerable times in my life. And he made a lot of promises. Anyway, the time comes where. I need an I need an apartment. I'm back and forth between my mom, my sister. Um, like I said, it was a difficult time in my life, and both of these women made me feel like such an awful person. To this day, I don't really know. Like I know my mom's issue was the kitchen, but if you know me, you'd be just as confused. They just made me feel like worthless. And on days like today, that's what I lean on. That's 
which I didn't realize until, you know, I'm talking to you guys and talking this out, getting ready to tell you this story. And I'm thinking, oh, that's why you get into these head spaces. You don't want to move. You don't want to talk. You just don't want to exist. But you don't want to die either. Like you just feel like you shouldn't exist at all. It's complex, I think, to explain. But nonetheless, this is when he met me is at the peak of me feeling like scum. I'm about to start crying again, y'all. Anyway, he made a lot of promises. He didn't come through on any of them. And I ended up getting an apartment. He crashed my hoopty and I used my taxes to purchase a new car. Nice car. It was cute. It was like five years old. Maybe three years old. I don't remember. Yeah, it was three years old. And it only had one owner. And it's one of those good old reliable Honda Accords, perfect for me and my two kids. He ended up um, totaling that car too. Lord, give me strength. When I think about this stuff, because we're like friends more or less, but not by choice. I would be so happy if I never spoke to him again, but we have kids. So whatever. Anyway, um, often, so he would watch the kids for me, but I would have to drive him. Um, to and from either the train station, which was about a 15 minute drive, or if he didn't have the money, I could have, I could give him the money, but I knew he had the money. (laughs) Guys don't, I can't even, okay, regardless, I, I would say stuff like, oh, he, it's his car or it's his apartment. And that was not true. It was my apartment that I paid for by myself my car that I paid for by myself but he just got so much use out of all of my shit that I subconsciously relinquished ownership to myself like me ownership of who I am ownership of me physically mentally and all of my belongings I called this final plan where I moved out plan 511 because I had done so much I'd call the police more times than I can count to get him out of the apartment. I packed up all of my stuff, got rid of some stuff, and pretended to move out of the apartment. He broke in to get, you know, to get to find out that I was still there. Um, and then finally, like, these are just the big plans, right? And so finally, I, the, it was at the end of the lease. I helped him find an apartment for all of us. Me, his two, his other two kids, and our two kids. And then once he got into that apartment, I left. Unfortunately, I went from one abusive space to another. And that sent me a lot of steps back. And here I am now in a hotel room. And that's okay. I'm okay. The past three years have ser- has served as... Like, I see the higher purpose in it. Um, There's a little heartache situation in the midst of the three years, not with my kid's father, that I still haven't found the point of yet. I don't know if it's so I can get closer to my spirit guides or closer to my spirituality. But I'm just kind of like, that was unnecessary. <laughs> Me falling in love and getting my heart broken so, so devastatingly. Like, I couldn't breathe, couldn't move, couldn't think, couldn't eat could not do anything for months 
And then for months after I left that space of like not being able to function, um, I still missed him terribly. And so my whole point is that while I see the higher purpose or the developmental aspects of everything else I've gone through in the past three years, and I can even take it farther and say from the time I have my first daughter, that's the only thing I can't I can't fully understand is like, what's the point of that? What lesson was I supposed to learn there? I still don't get it. Anyway, um, that's all, really. I wanted to make sure that I posted an episode tonight. So, hello. But also, I wanted to be transparent because my next episode, I will be Full. I will be full of life and happiness, and I've got a me- I got something else planned, some affirmations planned for the next episode. So, you know, just because one of the things that I've I've noticed is that the people who lean on me for emotional support, they don't know that I struggle mentally, and not because of them, just in general, because of in general, and because of other things my godfather said to me you know they really did a number on you they really did you have to relax he says that to me he said that to me on multiple occasions and and in him saying that is me realizing where some of the anxiety comes from where that angst comes from and so for you if you are anything if you feel any way that i like how if you can relate to anything that i've said biggest favor you can do for yourself is to start writing or vocalizing why you feel how you feel it's not easy and they tell you you know you don't want to go traveling the inner crevices of your mind alone because you can get lost in there and that's true you can get lost you can start to spiral you can really do a number on yourself if you go in there unarmed and unprepared. If you go, you try to dig, do the deep dive and be introspective. Sometimes you can, sometimes it, whew, I know those days. But when you, again, though, the whole point is when you begin to be introspective, you start to recognize, oh, I'm using abusive language against myself. Stop. I am being self deprecating. Stop. I have so many reasons to be grateful and to be happy, and I need to discuss those with myself. Not, oh, you suck because of this. Oh, you were late. They hate you. Oh, you whatever. No, 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 no. As soon as you hear yourself talking to yourself that way, stop. And it's this Everything, everything is easier said than done. And I will say that it's not true anymore. I used to think easier said than done was true. But because every single thing is easy to say than it is to do, is it real? Is that a tangible reason? No, just do it. Y'all know what Nike says. Anyway, I'm going to. I'm not, what's, what, how long we've been doing this? Let me see. Oh, we had we 31 minutes, y'all. So, y'all know I'm trying to keep the, keep it short while I figure out. 
just the whole thing. I just wanted to be consistent, but <sighs> I feel better. There's still a few things that I'm feeling a little salty about, but in the grand scheme, I feel better. Let's not get into toxic positivity. Yes, I can afford the hotel room for now, right? Because I I suspect that, you know, things are going to get a little tight. But also, I have a job. I like what I do. It's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so I've identified that and I've adjusted myself so that it won't be what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Like, I have the benefit of, of choice, I have the privilege of choice. And so if you have the privilege to make your own decisions, that is where it starts. Okay? Anyway, thank you so much for catching up with me. Thank you so much for listening. I sincerely and truly appreciate you taking this journey with me. There are no words that can describe how grateful I am that you listen to me ramble on ramble and rattle that being said it is your friend Phoenix Lesiren and I am signing off